0: Scott Harvey is a professional engineer and vice president of M2E Consulting Engineers. We met to talk about company best practices, employees, and the state of our industry. This podcast is unique in that the first part of the interview was recorded in person on March 12th, 2020, just before the big shutdown from COVID-19. Scott and I spoke about how we felt about the world at that time and how we thought things would play out. The second part of the interview was recorded by phone just over two months from then and it's profound how different those two worlds are viewed. I'm glad we were able to document this rare moment in time and deconstruct this. We're not quite sure how we're gonna take all this in. Let's start by you giving giving me your feedback on what
1: what does make a good employee? why Why do we even interview? What, what do you look for? so that 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 answer to that question is constantly evolving right now because in the binary mind, it might be all people should be good and want to do a, a good job and do good work. It's simp- it should be simple as that. Unfortunately, it isn't, right? And how do you weed out? an employee as you're interviewing and so on to find somebody that's good. Because we could be interviewing engineers, which we do, and on paper they look great. Mm -hmm. Um, They have credentials, licenses and everything, but as we go through and talk to them, what you kind of see happen is, do they fit the culture you have at your company? So I think that's the most important thing is, do they fit your culture? Because let's say your culture is one that's hardworking, you guys stay late, you work weekends, you do what it takes to get the job done, And this person wants work-life balance and wants flexible schedules. They may be a good engineer, but when you start saying, hey, see you at 8 o'clock tonight, they're going to start giving you a grimace, and they're not coming in. (laughs) So let's roll that forward.
0: Let's say there's somebody that comes in all gung-ho, gung-ho, can't wait to work, really happy to be here. What can I do that's extra? What are some of the red flags you see in the first... 90 days that would set you off as wow maybe it, it's
1: a cultural fit that the person's very ambitious but there's red flags. One thing that I picked up right now, which I think is is unique to maybe our office, because there's not many people that do our niche, which is not just forensic but working with these associations and working with this different type of market. Is I'm constantly having to pull people from different industries. So here's what gets interesting if you are a really good professional just a professional in the essence that you get the job done if you're a really good professional when you're confronted with something you don't know you're going to show a level of humility right you may say hey i'm really good at x but don't expect this until i get up and running so the 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 prudent professional is never overselling something he doesn't know the person who is just talking out spitting whatever just to get the job is going to tell you how great they're going to be it's going to tell you how much you're going to love them how awesome they are they're going to tell you everything you want to hear but if if the essence is they don't know anything about that industry and they're already overselling something then you're going to you're going to end up with a problem right off the bat do you see that in the interview stage or do you
0: do you not is that sometimes under the radar until it's too late and they're already working
1: i've seen with with the different let's call them case studies as they've either left or gone out the door in different fashions it's um it goes back to the interview and that's a common thread the ones that have oversold have oversold from the beginning and they're selling from a standpoint that they can't possibly because they don't know the industry
0: yeah well, what if they say hey i don't know the industry but i'm willing to learn i'm humble they announce that they're humble and they're like I'm, I'm gonna put in my
1: all to learn and then when they get on the job, that shows up. You know, it's really hard to tell. No, that's that's a whole. I think that's a little different because if somebody says I'm a hard worker, you can trust me. I'm going to learn things. I'm. If you need me to come in on Saturday, I'll do it, Frank. Just give me the job. I know you, you're going to have to go out on the limb for me and all that different stuff. And then the first thing you say is, "Hey, by the way, uh, this weekend, you know, I need you." And they're like, uh, "What? You know, a couple hours uh, in the first ninety days, and I don't think you need to say anything more." The, the it was it was uh, a lie. In the interview, do you guys let a lot of people go in the first ninety days,
0: or uh, do you interview a lot better? <laughs> like, how good is your interview to, to retention ratio?
1: Okay, uh, let me be very careful with this. Um, okay, the goal is to not have to let anybody go. So we're trying even better. Every time something happens that is unexpected, we're trying to refine the interview process so we don't pick somebody. Again, not a bad versus good employee. It's just somebody is not passionate for our industry and doesn't suit culture. So we're gonna have to keep on reworking how do we target them through the process that we can pick somebody that matches the culture. So here's where it gets tricky now. If I hire somebody and they do not match the culture and I pick up that they're overselling or lying, I'm gonna fire them really fast. But if they do match the culture, you're gonna work with them? Everything to do to keep them. And we can even tie back into that because I think before we kicked this off, we were talking a little bit about people's personalities So here's something that I am learning when it comes to retention, and this is really just, again, something that I'm troubleshooting. When I have somebody who's good, and good meaning they make your life easy, however you wanna describe that. Somebody good makes your life easy. When something happens that maybe makes you scratch your head, the first check in the mind is, is this a good employee? If the answer is yes, then the way I'm gonna deal with them is not, oh man, you screwed up, like, why'd you do this? Because that's not going to sit well with them the way i going to deal with it is hey what happened let's talk about it and kind of more coach them back in and just figure out what went wrong because it's a good employee so i'm trying better now to that first check is it somebody who makes my life easier is it a good employee because the first time i do that and shout at them or get mad it may not do much but if i do that constantly they're leaving mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and um you know it, it may be different depending on their level of expertise or their um, personality type. So I have to be very careful with good employees now because I can't afford to lose them.
0: Isn't it harder and harder to find good employees? Well, uh, aside from what's happening right now in the world, say two weeks ago, a month ago, isn't it harder to acquire an employee? If they're out of work, they're out of work for a reason. If they're working, chances are they're happy. How do
1: you pull that? How do you, how do, you do that? Um, I, there's a yes and there's a no. Yes, it's very hard to find good people in general. So it's not even, not just like, if I want to find a good administrative assistant or a good, I could hire somebody that it should be a really easy job to fill and they check all the boxes. But when they come in again, they don't have passion for the industry and they don't match the culture. So they're essentially a bad employee because they don't care. And here's a good example, because it it took a while for that to click in my mind. It's like, how can somebody go to work? They know what their job is and they just don't, On the surface care about it they're just checking the box they want to punch in and punch out how does how does somebody go to work like that right and what I realized because somebody told me this was that person that's doing that at your job which you can classify as a quote-unquote bad employee maybe the world's greatest dog walker and you put them with dogs and they are the best at what they do nobody can touch them why because they love dogs they don't love engineering right so that made something click in my brain so it's not it's not the person; it's just their situation. So if they don't like what they do, let me help you get out. Mm. So I can get somebody in that actually likes what they're doing and is going to do a good job. It's not fr- going to frustrate me every day when I'm coming. I'm like, why haven't you done that? You know.
0: What are you going to do to find that right person? Or what, where do you like? You, LinkedIn is an obvious tool, but there's got to be more tools. Networking. Yeah. Um,
1: you know what else? What like, any right. secret sauce? Uh, um. I think right now what's working is. Obviously, there's traction on LinkedIn, so people are coming to me more than I have to go to them now, so that's, I'm able to have a more bigger pool to filter through. Um, but when they come in, some of the secret sauce is, I'm not looking for a good engineer anymore. I'm looking for somebody who's good for M2E, mm. so I can filter them quickly. So, so we consider this the
0: warm-up round, right? <laughs> so, so let's just slowly ease in. What is good for M2E? What
1: is M2E's culture? How would you define M2E for the people that are listening? So right now, the culture, which has always been there, but it's it's more even, it's resonated now, is good people who want to do good things for their clients. And good clients, clients in general, don't just mean are external. More importantly, means the internal. So we want to treat each each other well, which would now feed into, am I going to help you out when you need something on Saturday? Because I'm a good person and I want to help you. Am I, if you're selfish, it's not going to really foster in that environment well. So good people um, try to be good to others their clients and doing good things that's as simple as it and having fun while we're doing it there's got to be more than that though was there ever a regime or a part of m2e
0: up in west palm or maybe wherever you were before that that didn't have that culture and then you had the clash of two cultures i mean our our firm has has a lot of different generations of engineers and there's a clash you know you just don't have the new and the old
1: don't always work i like that that's, that's, um, and, and so this is going deep. I like it. So let's, <laughs> let's, so what I gave about good, good, good was just a surface. Let's sum it up real quick. But the, the issue that we were having is, you know, the mindset of the old versus the new, the old mindset is, I'm going to tell you to do something and you do it because it's, you're, you're working for me. You I'm saying? So like there shouldn't be a back talk or anything like it's an obvious. Binary thing You work for me I tell you what you do You're a salaried employee Meaning I, I, I can do whatever I want and, you know, As long as I'm not violating any ethics Or asking to do anything illegal Like you should do what I ask you to do Simple mm-hmm. as that So mm-hmm. when there's pushback The older mindset is like How dare you It's an initial like knee jerk Like how dare you uh, EI or intern pushback And I ask you to do something That is industry norm Hey I need to stay late today Simple as that So I think what's, what's happening now is that people, it's almost, they value things differently now. They value the ability to to have a work-life integration more than, oh, I have a job. Because like we're saying, there's many jobs out there. Mm -hmm. So it's like, there's no, it wasn't 2007, 2009 where if they try to get another job, there's nothing. So they're not restrained by anything. So many jobs out there. And if you won't give it to me, somebody else will. And then the thing is, is, a, is it a fair ask? So if I'm asking my boss, hey, I need to come in late tomorrow because I have to take my kid somewhere. My boss says, no, we don't, we don't have that type of flexibility here. You, you're coming in, you're, you don't have time to take. That person's going to get pissed off. Mm-hmm. And would it really change life if you gave it to that person, if it was important to them? So I think the way my mindset and M2E is, is really this in general is it's more tailored. The, the packages are more tailored to the person. With okay. some type of so, flexibility. So that's
0: interesting. How do you run that forward to pay? Let's say there's an employee that just likes to come in nine to five, or they are on overtime, or somebody that's really motivated to say, Hey, I want to double my salary, give me something. Like how how do you handle those extremes? The the mm-hmm. regular,
1: the person, the intermediate, and the super aggressive? So so simply if you're if you're an extraordinary person, then your compensation and raises shouldn't be ordinary. Right? So if, if, if you are doing, and it could be in many different ways. So, like, let somebody say somebody is willing to do everything and they want to work extra hours, then maybe they're a person that needs to, to motivate them, they need an hourly rate overtime. Right? Some other people may be like, I don't want to work crazy hours, but I'll give you all I got in 40 hours. And they do. They want work life balance. So, the way you reward that person may be flexibility. But the person who wants to work doesn't doesn't care if you get them flexibility or not because they're not gonna be they're not gonna be taking time off. Does M2E have a com- incentive co- compensation? How does that work for you? So and then uh, also instead of just hourly um, <coughs> overtime, then some companies like us do end of year bonuses. So that's how you reward somebody um, who's doing more, and that's based on whether they're meeting their goals, whether they've done something extra that requires notice, notice, like they passed an exam or they've got a new certification or something like that. And um, then once you reach a certain level where you're doing project management and winning clients, then you're invited maybe into incentive bonuses or deferred compensation, depending on where you are. But that would be at the end of
0: the year or at the conclusion of a job. Do you ever include people in on a percentage of a project or
1: something that they seal versus something they don't seal? Uh, I think you're, what you're going to would work in, a, in an environment like yours because there's so much being signed and sealed daily or weekly. In our thing is we're writing reports and, and doing site visits and other things that we couldn't really quantify it like that because it would be very hard since one report may take months, one report may take you know, one day, and it wouldn't be fair. It would be very hard to kind of quantify that since we don't put out a lot of product like that. Are most people salary or hourly or mixed? Salaried
0: salary. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So you expect them a minimum of 40 hours and the average person could be 50 hours, right? I mean, that, that really, it's a hard number to put because, and it could be, like you said, they take their child to school when they stay late or they have to come in on a Saturday, but they burn that, that 40 hours in, in a flexible way. And that's the benefit of M2E is the flexibility.
1: Yeah. And then one thing I know we do in West Palm Beach is, because I'm, I'm a big prop- proponent for work life integration because I like to do other things other than work. So I understand somebody who feels torn if they want to do something else. So the way that we do it is every week we sit down and we balance the workload. So let's say we have a a high load this week and one person could be working 60 and another person could work 40, then I'm going to balance them at 50. So I'm balancing everybody in the office and it works so that we're, we're balanced at maybe low 40s per week right now. So what's the upside
0: for M2E for growth? Is it a percent raise every year? Is it the chance to run your own office, be a vice president? G- give me a sell for well, if you stay here long enough because you're on a salary, you you know, you're getting the Santa Claus prize at the end of
1: the year, but there's got to be more. So uh, the, way, the way I am, um, the, the way, well, let's say M2E and then the way I look at things because, you know, I deal directly with, with the people in West Palm Beach in terms of their raises, their bonuses and, and different things is I want... Them to have constant momentum throughout their career that they feel that they're accomplished, rewarded, and that they're being challenged. So it's, it's not a simple, like, hey, if you do this, you get 10% bonus. If somebody's performing well, then I'm gonna look at in- industry and see what they're being paid at. So let's say, for instance, I got somebody lower than industry their first year. If they're really kicking butt, then I could give them a 6% raise and be like, hey, you did well, you got a 6% raise, but then they're still maybe below industry. What I like to do is, if they're now performing well and I've tested them, I'm gonna give them a high bump that gets them into the range of industry. Um, I'll get them bonuses. We also pay for certifications and and courses. So I wanna keep them motivated in a reasonable way that when they come to me, and this has happened before, and if he listens to this, he probably will know. And since of that, he, you'll know, probably know who is too. Um, so he is. So somebody's come to me before and, and said, listen, you know, I'd like some more money. And I said, okay, well, do me a favor before you do that, before we talk about that. I want you to tell me how much you should get, but not based on what you feel or what you heard your friend is making. I want you to look it up, do your research. Also look at, you know, your billables, look at everything. And I want you to present a case to me of, of, of what you should be earning. And he came back and he said, and I said, where's the case? He's like, I'm good, you pay me well. Mm. Because when you did the research, I, I have no, there's no benefit to me to take advantage of somebody. Mm. However, I'm not going to overpay for somebody if they're not doing something. So my goal is to reward something that deserves reward and that maybe the bonus at the end of the day, you had a really good year, here's a big bonus, but I want you to be paid and compensated in a way that if you look at the industry, you can say, you know what, I'm good everybody that's what i want everybody in my office to be
0: do you get a budget for your office or a profit margin not to stay over or under and then you manage that or do you have to go to approval from higher ups
1: um this may be sound bad but it's the way we're operating right now we have our numbers but we are profitable so we have some leeway with the 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 flexibility on things so it's not like oh well i can't do this and give you this because you're gonna go over my budget i've just done things based on what is right, and what is fair, and at the end of the year, lo and behold, we have good profit, and nobody is unhappy. You get what I'm saying? So and that's
0: all under your belt, you get to manage that entire- Yeah, so I
1: know the profit margins, I know what our, our multipliers are, I know what the industry salaries are, I know that I'm, not, I'm paying people well, I'm not overpaying, and then also the people that, let's say, I have somebody who was on a high, the high end of the salary, a lot is expected of that person. Right, so the so if you're getting paid highly, I'm expecting a lot to, and it may just not be like brunt force deliverables. But are you doing business development? Are you managing clients well? Are you bringing in work? Are you keeping other people busy? So, you know, if people are happy and doing their job, then it will flow naturally into profitability. When you say high, are you in six
0: figures or is it sub fixed six figures for high? So high is it it? over six figures. Over six, yeah, that would be for for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, the same thing. <laughs> what? what question would you want to ask me relative to this conversation so that I could give some input?
1: Well the same. I'll put it back to you so you you know you can start okay what what to you would make a good employer what is Engineering Express doing that um, to keep employees what what is what is your culture in essence? So
0: I'm I'm an out-of-the-box kind of engineer I never worked for another engineer and I didn't have any rule book when I started this and it just seems to me that the nine-to-five is is dwindling even more so now with remote and work from home, stuff where I'd like to talk about in a bit. But but to give somebody the ability to say, look, let's make money together. Let's figure out a way to, 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 to take this client, make them happy, figure out our profit margins, pay you a base, and then compensate you on top of that. Give them a piece of the pie. I'm a big piece of the pie guy. I would love everybody to do nothing more than say, look, traditionally we pay this much percent labor anyway. So I'm, that's already out of the box. If I could save a little bit and, and put some of that back in your pocket, it's a win-win so we've been actually contracted with a franchise company to try to build whether or not we franchise i want that model i want to know how the world does it where they divvy up money. I just don't want to play, hey, today I feel like giving you this, or here's a good idea, let's play this percentage. I actually am working on hard metrics, what the cost is, and even open up an office. We're in West Palm Beach right, right. now. So this is a, a research project for us as much as it is a functioning office to, to see how the profitability goes. Yeah. So there's, a, like you said, we seal more. So there's that factor. I could say, look, for an engineer that seals, they have a piece. And for somebody that brings in a client and manages them, the qualities of an employee would be low maintenance, mm-hmm. would be a employee that just like you said just does the work without having to say hey today guess what i did or here's all the stuff that i'm going to do tomorrow i was like just do it and show me you do it i don't need the the day-to-day report you know granted granted i like to know but there's less maintenance ways and and just uh, just no no drama no no friction and and like you said a good employee is worth a little bit of working through work working through a little bit of friction Right. And, uh, and I think the cultivation of that person, if they're bright and they're talented, that, that to me is a lot of fun because then at the end of the day, it's like, look, what we've built. Not only have we built engineering, but we've built a person that, that has, has accomplished something. You know, I, 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 we talked about the management course, Crestron, Crestron, Crest, Crestcom. Crestcom, which is a great course. We have several people, you do as well. I, I think that's a great course to, to give people awareness. And by the end of the course, they're not the same person as when they started. So, so those are great. If they're worth it, those are the great opportunities that I'd love to, to keep giving to the
1: staff. So, so the follow-up question to that would be, okay, let's. you get a guy in who, because what you're telling me right now, your, your model is, is great for an entrep- un- entrepreneurial spirit, spirited engineer. Is that true? There's got to
0: be a base. We have a core team. The core team is going to be the ones that like to come into the nine to five. Like I said, mm-hmm. there's the the three tier. There's the one the people that just want to do their forty hours and leave or like work life work-life balance. And then there's those who w- may want to start their own firm. And it's like why start your own firm when we could give you that 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 re- recipe book and give you all right. the ingredients and let you to have fun and be profitable day one, rather than having to do the same calculation that we already did, or buy the same book, or have the same insurance, or or can we share the print so, or share so, the resources? So there's,
1: there's, a, there's a place a place for both though let's just say somebody wants to come in have a good job they don't need to they're not looking to be uber rich or, or to make as much as any engineer on the block they just want to come in they want to have a good job there's a place for that person as well with you guys I think that's a rhetorical question but you can ask Yeah,
0: have. there is and I'm, it's not like I have a book where I say X percent is this and Y percent yeah. is that it just kind of flows and works that way and everyone does want more value for their time so we're trying to trickle some of that money down from the
1: entrepreneurs to those who service you. them. So, so the, the question I'm getting at here is because let's say I come and join your firm and I'm hustling and bustling and I'm, you know, racking in my percentages and stuff. And everybody's like, that guy is making a lot of money. Does that create friction? Because listen, and everybody listen to this. Everybody wants some money, right? Some people don't want to work as hard for it as others. But when the hard worker is making a lot of money and then you have his counterpart who is like, oh, look at that guy, you know. How do you solve that friction of the one that doesn't want to work as hard but wants just as much? That's such a challenge. That is
0: really <laughs> that is really a day to day thing. You, you can tell somebody your numbers are confidential, and and it it's just out there. I don't know how or what or they why. Talk. And and to to be able to be fair to everybody at the same time at the same level when they contribute the same come on the bus at, a, at the at the same level have different needs is is truly a. a something that's difficult to put 30 or 40 people in the room yeah. at the same time and keep everybody happy. There's a percentage of people that will be happy and, and will never be happy. So yes, it,
1: it's, um, it's a stress point for me and it's a challenge. Yeah. Um, but so how do you, and let's feed into this a little bit since, so how do you, because what I'm hearing, and this is just from what you've told me, is you, your, your culture promotes an entrepreneurial spirit and rewards accordingly. I'm kind of That's the goal I'm the goal. working towards. Yeah, right? Which is I'm, good. I'm, I'm working on those metrics. Every iteration, those metrics are getting tighter and tighter. Sweet. So you and and, and we can both agree there are really good engineers that also are very entrepreneurial. Yes, yes, yes. But yes. percentage of career, they're they're lower in percentage mm-hmm. for engineers than other yeah. other industries. And and we can probably agree that you maybe have a set amount of those that you had them already, right? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. And then then you probably have um some that maybe not fit that, but are good engineers. Yeah, you know, there's some that I wish for. There's someone's like, come on,
0: you can do it. You can make this happen. Yeah. And it's just, it's just not in the cards. Right. You know, and they either end up, at, you know, working with our, our you know, the base pe- people or they just don't make it, you know, yeah. one way or the other. And so, the,
1: so there will be a friction. And I, I'm just, I, I don't know, but there, there will be a friction there, which we kind of discussed. So the, the hard part for you then would be, how do you uphold your culture? And let's say because if there's friction coming from somebody who doesn't want to have that entrepreneur and wants to get paid the same then that's gonna cause friction so what would and this may be something you already did what would you have to do to that employee to either get them on board or get them out so I have this belief that everything that we do in our
0: firm is a formula like you, you I'm, I've, I've done forensics I, I could still do forensics and I know there's an art to it there's a certain part that there's a report that has to be written but in the design world one plus one is always two. There's always going to be an answer. That answer could be written in a formula. That formula has a certain value in the world. That value has a labor rate. It has an administrative rate. It has a credit card rate. You know, all those things could be put into the the super formula. Mm -hmm. And and I'm I'm chasing that formula. So I'm, I'm I believe, and this is really the, the, as an engineer's brain starts to go beyond the equations themselves, is I believe that everything could be fit into a formula. And as soon as I hear that, hey, it's not possible, and I watch uh, companies like Airbnb revolutionize hospitality, and Uber revolutionize sure. taxi cabs, and, and I know that there's an innovative solution out there. Yeah. So, so I I love throwing stuff at the wall to to see what sticks. And I believe we're closer than ever before. And I think. I think we we go to the, these growth spurts, like, okay, so now we're ready to go to the next level, multi offices or roll out a new incentive plan and, and, and you're gonna get that friction and yeah. then the, the sine waves, it, it, it levels off. Okay. Like, you know, like right now and with the state of the world and things, and I'd like to talk about that briefly at the end, <clears throat> there's a, wow, well, I'm happy where I am, this is great. <laughs> like, let
1: me just sit tight right here, you yeah. know? So, so it, it, it ebbs and flows. Cool, yeah. So I think that's, it's the same thing, you know, what you're saying, you, 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 you have a vision, and it's a good one, and you know you're always gonna have people that you can't make happy. That's always gonna happen. Um, and the goal is to to get as much people that fit your mold, not even mold, fit the fit the culture you want, because that will keep feeding each other. And there are people like that will gravitate towards what you have, and there's no reason to keep the person that doesn't fit that culture in. It's better to get him into a culture that will it fits him, and that's that's as simple as what I'm trying to do with the office right now. Is just nobody's a bad person or or quote unquote bad employee, they may not be passionate about what you're doing and they don't fit your culture. So if you, if we keep on seeing that pop up and it usually pops up really fast, it's like, let's not prolong this, you don't belong here Mm. and it's fine. This is just not the, and that's not, that's one thing that at first, like I'm, I like pleasing people and I try hard to do that in certain ways, especially with the employees. So when somebody is not pleased, it kind of, it's almost like, you know, why, you know? And, and I, and because I'm more emotional, like I might get a little frustrated. So I was like, I, are, I have a good place to work, so why aren't you happy? But what I realized finally is I have a good place to work for people like me. For other people who are not like me, they probably hate it. Yeah, or well, for reasons <laughs> of their own,
0: for reasons that are, that are out of our control. Right. They, they bring in this mm-hmm. this high high issue. Yeah. Rate. And and so one more thing is we're talking money, right? But I've learned money isn't the top motivator. No. So I've worked hard on a bandwidth of of employee incentives and solutions. We just moved over to ADP total source. I don't yeah. know if uh, that's something that you guys looked at or know, or if you have something similar, but the benefit package was incredible yeah. versus what we had. We have really comfortable environments and we're up in our West Palm office now, and this is an example of some another benefit that people who live closer to here have the opportunity to work here. Right. We've got flexible schedules, stand-up desks. Sure. We have music playing. I mean, there's stuff that people just want to enjoy their day and and so I have worked hard on on the spectrum of benefits, not just the dollars, sure. because it all it all works
1: works for per, people's quality of life. Right. And and you know, we've done similar. We have a limited PTO and different things. No, but the let's say you have your core benefits, whatever they are, four hundred one k's, health. There's still small tweaks that have to be made personally to everybody. Because I could say we give happy hours, we give food, we give this, we have flexible time. Why aren't you happy? But here's the kicker, that person maybe, and I just gave you a raise, I gave you a big bonus, why aren't you happy? To them, they stay too many weekends and their wife is is angry. And maybe because they have a, they have a, a huge project load, maybe they're the best guy in the office, but you keep giving them more projects, they're a nice guy, they don't wanna say no, and they were getting stressed out. Mm. So it's kind of like with that person, you have to be like, you know what, you're not working this weekend. And you have to kind of, and some people are workaholics too, so you have to kind of get them into a happy place and somebody else may say, well, well, why does he get to leave early? That's because of what he needs. This person here, you may need some flexibility. You may need, you know, an extra meal. Let's go to lunch. So it's it's like constantly working with each person individually. Right, because to be fair to everybody, you give somebody a, uh, something, then why doesn't everybody
0: have it? Right. And that could become an issue, you know, with staffing in general.
1: Yeah. And, that's, and, that, and I think, listen, there's no perfect science. And I'm, I, the, 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 <laughs> The thing is, when somebody leaves that I wanted to stay, it hurts me. Like, it's not like I'm the simple, like, you know, be gone. So I'm like, what did I do wrong? Where did we go wrong? And I keep on, like you said, the engineer mind to a solution, and then I try it again, if that works, and I keep with that. If it doesn't work, I kind of... So what's working right now is I know about all my employees that I work with. I know what makes them tick. I know who wants more money. I know who wants more time. I know, you know, who has kids, who has this, who needs this. You know, I know their wives. So, like, it's constantly just moving pieces sometimes just to, to get them what they need in the moment so that they're, they continue to be feeling good and they do good work and they like the environment. Yeah. So, it's, it's almost like that's a full-time job. Well, I was yourself. just going to say for
0: me too. I was like, <laughs> that sounds like my full-time job. There's, there's more hours in the day in that than, than there is sometimes doing everything else we do you mentioned unlimited pto I, that just like flew out and it, that's unheard of what is unlimited yeah PTO? i think
1: I, I sent a post though maybe last year that we i think and this was i haven't done research but i'm pretty sure that we we're probably the first um firm to do that roll out unlimited pto uh that's personal time off but some people joke in the office call it's called performance time off so here's why so everybody has vacation time in the office so and and the, the, the mindset behind unlimited, and I'll call it performance time off, is no professional wants to have life happen, let's say a flat tire on the way to work, know that they are going to get the job anyway and stay late, but then have to log four hours of personal time and lose vacation even though they work 60 hours a week before. Mm. So it's like they're losing time and it's all. So the, 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 the goal behind that was. If you have to take your kids to school, if your kid is sick, if you have a flat tire, if this, don't, wor- don't worry about that stuff. You have unlimited time off when it comes to that. Unlimited. However, you have to be meeting your goals. So every quarter right now, we, we look at the goals. If you met your goals, guess what? Next quarter, you have unlimited time off. Do what you wanna do. What if
0: someone wanted to work from home and, and that's gonna kinda dovetail into the next oh, this conversation, But
1: but prior to this week, what um what what was your mindset of that so initially and again old mindset why do you want to work from home like you just want to slack off like well uh, you know like but here's so again something comes into somebody comes into my office hey do you mind if i work from home tomorrow first check is it a good employee oh this is a good employee hey what what what's happening oh you know like so and so is sick or this and that and i want to get this job done like do you mind but now with unlimited pto sure would you because guess what if it's a good employee, they're going to do the work. They are probably be even working more from home. But if they're a bad employee and they abuse it, um, let's say, quote unquote, bad employee, they're just abusing the system. Then uh, they're not going to meet their goal and then they lose that benefit. They can still take their vacation, but th- these things, even though they're per- perks are also set up to see who really is M2E because we don't abuse things like that. It's there. It was, and when it was announced, it, it was there to make their life easier, not to give them more time off so they can work less. You get what I'm saying? It's to make your make it easier for you to do your job. So that would lend to the assumption that you have performance metrics within a
0: week's time or within a day's time, where an employee knows their job description, and you could set them free to work anywhere from that, and you have do you have managers in place to know if the work is done or is that you? How, how, so, because so, there's a lot of gray area. Yeah, with the it's project.
1: unfortunately um again with with and I don't I don't I've never worked with you I don't know exactly but I think if you're when in your in your line of work you may have a thing to design and let's say it takes a day so somebody can go home and do it and you know that, that's a day's worth of work we we have more teams working we have different buildings we're on so it's very hard to just work from home consistently so I always tell people they're like Scott are you flexible is to be flexible I'm like yes but it's more of a reactive flexibility here's how it, it works and, and I, and I use this example before someone's like can I come in at 7 and leave at 4 I said and, I, and I'm like yes but here's the problem with that you may come in at 7 and then at three thirty, your client calls and says you know we just had a massive leak can you come by my building you can't say I've worked day, like that's your client. So, like, you may be setting yourself up for a very long day if you come in early because it's expected you're gonna go take care of your client. So, it's more reactive in a sense. Let's say you had a, a huge deadline on a Thursday, on Friday, there's nothing scheduled, and you're like, you know, do you mind if I work from home to tomorrow? Sure, sure, go ahead. First, are you a good employee? Do you work hard for me? Do you, do you wanna work from home tomorrow? Be my guest. Oh, you don't wanna come in tomorrow? You have unlimited PTO, take that day off if you want. So it's the culture. That sounds like the right employee with the right
0: culture is going to understand that and say, yep, yeah, I gotta do what I gotta do. Yeah. If, if the coast is clear, I could have left, but this time it's not I and tell, I gotta stay. I
1: tell all my employees, like, I, my, my, my philosophy is like, I'm gonna buy you the first drink every time. So like first drink, so one, I'm not a jerk, right? So you need some time off. But when I ask you for the drink and you tell me no, then we got some big problems. Mm. W- I, I solved that in part by
0: bringing some staff to hourly from salary or hiring them yeah. hourly. You don't have any hourly employees and if so, because that, that would be a, a great way to say, look, it's time and a half if you're if you're working over and it kind of works out because then I can bill that time or, or we get a project finished and they get compensated. And so, the-
1: so honestly, I, I, I'm a, I am a fan of that, especially for, for somebody who is um, just out of school. Who is you know they are they are required to work extra sometimes it's very hard for somebody to like you okay you I pay you for forty hours but I this is a fifty-hour week and there's nothing in it for you that's a very hard thing for somebody to comprehend and it and it shouldn't be like that so I I agree maybe not time and a half but straight time overtime I I'm, I think that's perfectly fair for somebody. Well, it's and the law,
0: the federal labor laws. If you're exempt, if you're not exempt, you've got to pay time and a half. So. Like, we're bound to the legality of
1: of that. So if you're if you're non-exempt, uh, if you're non-exempt, yeah. Right. So I'm right. talking about exempt employees because oh, all of our employees are exempt. Interesting. So, so you so you you would do
0: something like that where somebody works over and there'd be a negotiated deal. And, and that's where the friction comes in because someone else hears that and says, like, hey, wait a minute, I put in 50 hours and I didn't get any extra money. So, yeah, so we is, open ourselves up to a lot of so issues. So it's, it's a
1: hard thing to contain. I'm for it, but I, I just don't know the measure to control that because you would really have to it lends itself to somebody logging in extra time. And then they're like, I came in early. Well, nobody was in the office to see. So if you have really good employees, you shouldn't be having to police. That's what it's
0: all about. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Is, is knowing that you got a solid team. Like you yeah. and I are sitting here right now in the middle of a work day And we're, we're okay. Because there's somebody <laughs> running something and we're not there, right? So we did something Yes, yeah, so right. I
1: think. Um, I, and, and you know, I, I, some people would like that. But if you pay them well and you don't work them too hard unnecessarily, and they have good benefits and flexibility i don't think the overtime pay thing becomes an issue as long as you're bonuses them well as well for the extra work for the year i want to spend a minute talking about the state of the world right now
0: because we just said all things being equal and everything being status quo but there's a good chance or a possible chance or maybe you can give me your opinion on on that on what if what if there has to be a work from home what if the the contact of an employee going out to a job site is now limited. It's, it's a pretty scary thing sure. for us, right?
1: Yeah, uh, so we're already with our IT department is setting up a strategy to let's say there is a quarantine or something happening in West Palm Beach that we have the capability to have X amount of employees working from home or some type of way that people can still stay productive and you know not have to come to the office or go to site. So we're it's not finalized, but we're already being proactive with that. And I think again, if you have good employees, I've never had a good employee abuse something. It's almost like I've I've given good employees tons of vacation and they don't use it. I have to force them, like I. And he will know this is too. Like (laughs) I had to go and go downstairs when when um an employee was meeting his wife and talked to his wife and I told her like, listen, I just told him that he is not to miss any meetings with the, the daughter's school mm. like he he. so you know he can't tell you that he's coming to work so it's like I have to force these people out the door that's your situation quality
0: of your of M2A
1: yes yeah, like get out of here use your vacation whereas I have people that it's called it not good employees that they want to go negative they want to get extra time off other than what they have already and it's nothing is enough you know what I'm saying like I can give them more than it more than enough vacation for one person for a whole year in, in, in three months and it's still not enough. Yeah, there's an entitlement
0: there. That Hey, yeah. I worked on this
1: for you. I did this yeah. and I'm entitled. And, and so I don't, I, you know, I, I, I think I'm a lot better at picking up early signs of somebody who's not passionate and who's not meeting your culture. And I'm just like, one, the, the way I'm doing it right now, and this is maybe the secret sauce, and it's very rough, is if anybody in 90 days, in the first 90 days, gives me an oh my God moment, meaning like you hear something they did and it makes you say oh my god like ugh. if somebody gives me an oh my god moment it's a strong warning and then if they do anything that is alarming in any sort like they're they're noticeably late or they walked out on a deadline they're gone simple as that because no good employee has given me an oh my god moment in their 90 days or probably even ever, because they're just professional about it. You know, things happen, but when you hear somebody do something, you know, like as, as random as, let's say they, they sprayed inside of a unit with a hose, you know, when they're supposed to be outside, you're like, oh my God, what? <laughs>
0: like
1: so that person, something is, they're probably not right for you. So that's oh my that's my that's my gut check. It's not, I mean, I go through filters as well, so I'll talk to their manager and everything, but I'm like, listen, you got to keep an eye on this right now. So that's, I'm, I'm really sensitive with it because I've seen what, I'll call it toxic employees due to a workplace. I've seen what good employees do and like I just want good I just want people who match the culture and match um the 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 actual passion for the industry and that's all I want. and if you don't have it, that's fine. you're not a bad person but you just don't belong in the office with me.
0: So as far as running the office, you're not concerned. give me your input on the economy and where you think we're going in the next sixty days only because it's so topical. It wasn't something we saw that we were going to talk about, but it's it seems to be everywhere and. I, I don't think we could leave this podcast without predicting or putting it on record of where where we see.
1: Um, you know you know, sometimes I think to myself, like is something wrong with me because I, I don't I'm not really the the wide net person like that. Like I'm not scanning the globe for trends and stuff. So I think I read some books recently and we talked about it in the office. I think there are these individuals called visionaries that are scanning the globe for trends. So I'm talking to you and you're a visionary, so Congratulations. Thank you. I think there's visionaries out there that just are have their pulse on everything and they like you said they just throw things all over the place because something will stick and when it sticks it's big and there may be ten other misses, but you know what? We won the game with that one. I'm not like that. Like I'm very calculated through things and like I'm very focused on certain things. And my focus right now is just people. Like I just love hearing things from people and making sure that they're taken care of. So I might pay attention to the global things things like um that said the economy crashing. I know it, but I don't, I'm not following the trend or like, okay, well this is similar to like 1992 and then that I came into the depression and I'm not following that. But I know somebody like Misha, who is my boss, is probably following it and we'll talk about it. Um, But my mind just doesn't work like that. it's, it's, It's a weird thing.
0: Are you changing your lifestyle right now yet? Uh, do you, did you have any travel plan that you canceled or trips, things that you do that you're not going to do? What's different in your my life? My
1: wife is my wife right now is telling me that we may not be able to go on a summer vacation or stuff. I'm just I'm more of the feeling like okay, we'll see what happens when it happens, and if there is quarantines, I'll I'll abide by them. Um, do I think it's more scare tactics right now? Anything and this might be controversial. Okay, I'm gonna put out the disclaimer. Yes everybody should be prudent yes everybody should wash their hands i mean it's good hygiene it's the strongest thing be careful do all those things do, you know take precautions but I do, I do i think it's being blown to proportion right now yes yeah. i think it's like you know it's one of these things like when um, ebola happened it was you know and that was a worst one i think you know if you catch Ebola, here you're, you're, you're done right Yeah. this is people are showing statistics that the, the flu that we have is is worse than it and nobody's really digging into the numbers as okay the deaths that are happening was it the elderly? Is it like, let's say there's, um, you know, a hundred deaths. What percentage of that are actually like healthy individuals that are walking around and get it? Are they the ones dying or is it some people that have other symptoms before? You know, like nobody's going into numbers. And also it's like confirmed cases, confirmed deaths. But like how many people are unconfirmed? You get what I'm saying? So like, there's so much to it that I think it's, it's almost like when a hurricane comes, a week before the hurricane, or do this, do this, everybody gets into a panic, they buy all this stuff, and then the cone of influence is the whole of Florida. It's, I mean, so,
0: it's so funny you say that because I, I said this is kind of like waiting for Dorian to come although <laughs> on a national level and somebody on the phone today said this is a financial hurricane that's what we're, what we're experiencing is a financial hurricane so yeah. so as much as I, I do agree with you I, there's nothing I disagree there's that element of well if some people or many people perceive it to be real then it's real whether yeah. or not we like it the the world is changing and who knows if we'll change back we didn't shake hands just now when we saw each other and I, I you know I don't
1: want to say with between
0: us, right? But uh, like, we don't know. Is that permanent? Is that life? Or you yeah, know, and what other things change from that? So I what, think you know? I
1: think with that it's the same thing. Like, obviously, if it's if it's real, it's 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 serious. Um, I think everybody should be be cautious about it. Everybody should do their part in being, you know, careful and and considerate. However, let's go back to the hurricane. The, and and I, and I and I use this argument, and again, this is just me. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. There's a certain window when the hurricane is when you know when it's coming that you still have time to react and let's say that's a three-day window or a four-day window right let's say it's five why are you telling me about it 12 days before and scaring everybody that the, you know 12 days before the gas that you can't get gas um, all everything in in lows is done like there should be a way to, to to alert people without causing panic and then when it really is within a, a window. So let's say we have cases in Palm Beach County and think people are dying and you know whatever, whatever. And it's like, okay, at this point, there's still time to, to take care of yourself, take care of your employees and, and move because it's with purpose right now. I believe in that. I don't believe in like this. This,
0: this is tough because there is no eye of this. We don't know, is, it, yeah. is the eye here? Is it like people are starting to report cases here and there and, and it's like, wow, like who do we meet that might like, you know, who knows? Somebody, like, we don't know. If somebody invi- sneezes around, it, you just punch it, it in the face. Right. It's an invisible target. So, I, I don't know. I, I just, um, I'm hyper aware of the, the the business environment around us. And so, I, I think we're, yeah. we have to take precautions, we're, yeah. we're, which is what we're doing at the office. And and then you said remote working. And so, we've, yeah. we've been working on that for a while. And um,
1: Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's a work. prudent. And, and I'm really... You know, there there are people wired like that, and we have them in the office. And again, I'll go back to, to Misha. Misha is wired like that. He's wired. You, same, similar cloth. Like, you guys are always thinking about the trends and this, which you need people like that. Unfortunately, I'm more of, I won't say, like, it's like when it's, get me in there when it's real. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. when I know this is real, like, I'm going to go in every direction that's the right way. But... I don't want to be put you know I, I'm a dad I'm I, I got people I gotta take care of I got like employees I got like myself I got I got other issues that are, are personal to me don't throw in the the you know whatever h1 whatever it is like coronavirus into the mix and if let's say it doesn't even come to Palm Beach County like all of that workup is just extra right now until it actually when it's here I'll deal with it hmm. <laughs> I, I I just
0: feel I, it's so funny. I, I'm I'm happy we're here. I'm happy doing the podcast. Part of me said we should cancel. I even texted you and I said you sure? And you're and, and I'm so glad you're like, what are you talking about? So I'm like he's absolutely right. I'm I'm so glad to be here. And I tell you what I'd like to do. I'd like to have a part two or or to be continued. Yeah. After the after the hype is over. After maybe or or during, and maybe maybe we could meet up even if we have to do it by telephone <laughs> or something and record it. Right. So, I have the storm. So, so we can continue the battle because I yeah. I think that today we just. some good groundwork for discussion and commenting and we'll we'll get to the to the uh to the brawling which which is a little bit softened today by (laughs) by the state of events and by by getting getting the 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 our initial cards on the table you know maybe we get our questions going and and come back to this so i think um all things being um being equal i think uh i think today's a, a, a Time. I think it was a warm up, uh, warm yeah, up. Yeah, we're just, we're just in the same. And just I think it's great. the yeah. pre,
1: the pre, pre um, fight conference. Yeah,
0: and we, <laughs> and we can ask the audience what what they want to hear next because yeah. this was one of the top topics that uh, that everyone wanted to hear. And let's let's meet again. Let's make sure that um, that design ultimately trumps over forensics. I'm <laughs> I'm taking the the slower approach here and make sure that I I, I plant my seeds that grow you know, for The, our the funny podcast. thing is,
1: um, you know, maybe at the end of end of the this whole thing, I'll just be like, you know. what? I never wanted to be an engineer. Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I'll get out of this business altogether. Right? And
0: come up with something totally different. Be a podcast. it tricked something.
1: me when they dropped me off to college. Said, You're doing <laughs> engineering.
0: All right. So let's call it right there, Scott. Thanks so much for making time and um, being on the uh, being on the mic with me and and kind of free free form in the conversation with no script or anything. So. Thanks, Frank. This
1: was awesome. And if, you, if anybody can see the setup, which you probably will in the pictures, this is legit. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, impressed. I get
0: the real thing here. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right, everyone, take care. Thanks. We'll be back. Thanks. We met by phone just over two months after recording that. Here are the highlights from that conversation and what we got right and wrong, along with our predictions of the future. So today is uh, April 20th. Can you believe that we met on March 12th? And that was before we had to have stay-at-home orders, and before we had to change the world. So um, you don't remember? I look at
2: my, my, my calendar because I know if that was if March 12th was, was a Wednesday or a Thursday. That was, it was a, Thursday. a Thursday. So, Thursday. So March 13th, the next day, is kind of when, right. you know, at least in Palm Beach County, schools closed and right, it, it right, they got, got really crazy right. the next day.
0: Right, and I got to you, and I said, uh, when I was up there, I said, "Wow, I was almost thinking of not coming." And you're like, "What? That's crazy! Not coming to the podcast? That's insane!" So um, I'm, I'm glad we did because it really put a moment in time that I didn't know what to do with because it was so so different, you know, our our minds were so radically different. But some of the some of the things we talked about were were timeless. You know, there were some employee things that are just going to be so golden for people to hear out there. But there were a couple of things that we talked about that I um, I really want to follow up on. So I'm looking forward to asking you uh, a few follow-up questions and I just accidentally shut my Outlook. And uh, so let me get this straight. You are working from home right now, correct?
2: For mostly yeah, the whole, or what? The tell com- me, tell us, yeah. Yes, yeah, so the whole company is, is primarily operated from home. Offices are still open because we are essential business. So I go back and forth. Um, most people are out and maybe, maybe four people in total kind of rotate in and out of the office as needed, but it's not mandatory to go into the office. Some people just like to set up in the office better.
0: Now, how do you feel about that? How, what is your feeling about remote work now that you've done it a while? What is, what is it for you?
2: I, st- I still think it's a way of the future. Uh, I think it's people who wanted it. And got it probably realized it may be more stressful than they thought because i do think getting working from home is something to get used to because the the lines get blurred so i know for instance some people may start their day earlier now because the computer is a few steps away rather than a commute Uh, they may find themselves working through lunches because you know people are calling at random times and they may find themselves working later so i have gotten feedback from many employees that they're more stressed right now even though Essentially, it's as, as much flexibility as you want. So part of it is probably just getting used to a new type of way of working, which calls for respect from everybody to the boundaries of work. So not, not trying to get in touch with people after hours or too early in the morning or at lunchtime or during lunchtime. We really have to start thinking about proper working hours, even though we're from home and appreciating people's you know schedule outside of hours. Do you think this is here to stay? Oh, yeah. Oh my goodness, I think, I think what happened is, me being on the cusp of the new generation and the old, like I, I've always seen working from home as something that is a tool to make people more efficient. I was never against it. I think, more younger professionals may think it's a way to to do less work, and we're pushing for it. Whereas all the professionals didn't want it because they're like they couldn't see how they control people, and you know, like the fathom like somebody's just going to be at home and being at their own mercy. But not it is actually working, and people are still productive. And for instance, we were hitting goals and everything still, and product was going through the door. I think people's mindset have now changed that we don't need a ten thousand square foot office. We can use a five or less and have rotations come in, so you can drastically reduce fixed cost, and you know still have people productive in a way that they kind of want. So I think there's a way to marry everybody's wishes, um, but it's 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 not easy. I mean, it's I, I personally don't think my life is easier now that I'm working from home. I don't think so. But it's, it's definitely something that should I think will is here to stay.
0: How do you handle the spectrum of employees? Uh, one of the things that I took a note on that we spoke about last time was that there are some employees that are going to be exemplary from home and some that, that have to prove themselves and might not be as efficient. How are you handling that spectrum of people?
2: Um. What, what we've always done and this is just kind of through years of just seeing how people interact is we really just put up uh schedule and deadlines and put responsibility so people have said hey we don't want micromanagement we just want to know what the tasks are when we want to know what the deadline is so we give them that at the beginning of the week and now they have work from home it's like just accomplish it on your schedule you know, if you want to work late and this, or you have if you have duties, like right now I'm I'm watching the boys because my wife is working. But if you need to watch so your kids for a certain point of time and you'd rather work later, whatever you want to do. So we're holding people accountable to the actual task and the deadline that they're committed to. And how they get there by the end of the week is up to them. As, as long as we get good product and we get on time, then, hey, we, you know, we did our job.
0: Yeah, I really believe that is um, the way of the future. And it took this type of a massive shift to get something like that to happen because it would never have happened organically. I just think that oh, ha- no. having clients coming into the office saying, where is everybody is so weird. But now when clients walk in, they don't expect anybody here. So the, the whole paradigm of business has shifted and, w- and you and I are, are working to keep up with that. So you said so you I, said, you said said when it's here, I'll deal with it. So basically you're dealing with it. That was one of the comments yeah. you said in the last one. So you're dealing with it. You're dealing with, yeah. with it. Like you don't wipe your food anymore, I would imagine. If you get a, something delivered to you, you wipe in the um, container? still or no Uh,
2: okay so that to me that's again I don't I'm not extreme at like I am more of the law is social distance right the law is stay at home you know know, don't don't leave unless it's necessary you know it's kind of a gray area for me because I'm an engineer we're essential so I can be like I'm leaving because I'm doing engineering right so I'm being safe my family is safe so I think my standpoint was like, when it's real, it's here, I'm going to deal with. it, I'm going to obey the laws, um, except for haircuts, maybe. I was probably doing some illegal haircuts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just got a haircut last week, finally.
2: <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I'm not this. Some people I know are staying at home and they've never, they haven't really left, and they wipe down everything, and yeah, they're definitely yeah. afraid. Yeah, I'm not at that. I'm not at that extent. Um, am I reckless? No, I'm not. But I do. I think with everything the government puts out, election years, everything, there's always more to something than we think. And so I'm always thinking that way, like what is really real, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, um, I'm just looking at our notes because I took a bunch of notes of, of our last conversation. And um, I laughed at the end and I said that um, wouldn't that be funny if the next time we meet had to be like this and we laughed at each other we're like yeah that's funny like what a joke you know so let me ask you this question in six months from now what is it now June so let's say let's say around the holidays around Thanksgiving if we checked in with each other we'll keep in touch but if we checked in like another podcast where do you where do you predict things will be and then maybe we'll check in and see where they are you know maybe we could both put our assessments on the table right now
2: Okay, well, let me just put this out there. Like, if you had said, let's do this in person, I'd have come and done it in person. So like, you would have. You would have. Of course. Yeah,
0: okay. I was, I w- okay. I'm not
2: working with people okay. every day. I mean I, okay. I, I, I mean, I would have no issue. So, Except you can't because use- you're
0: watching your kids. So, I mean, so there's other circumstances, yeah. right? And where am I going to yeah, So, there's that, so that, that, right? That, that's okay. true. There, so right, right, I would, right. I'd
2: have to do it tomorrow. Right, right. Um, so, I, I think my prediction for six months from now is we're going to, well, at least I'll use my situation and then broaden it. So M2E will be same thing, lots of flexibility working from home. We probably will have staff that are maybe still at home, depending on circumstances. Uh, there's not going to be a push for anybody to come back mandatorily, because we're doing it just based on how we feel as a company and that we've seen that it works. So why break something if it's working for some? Some some people do want to get back to the office as soon as possible. And we'll let people play around with that, with the right safety measures in place. Um, six from, months from now, I think globally you'll see a shift of many companies either moving fully to work from home depending on the circumstance or having a really good integration of it i think if anybody sticks to office only they're going to become a dinosaur <laughs> real quick
0: yeah good, good. Um, what about the service line what about the type of work you do do you see it pivoting at all or do you just see um, offering new or different services anything more virtual uh, technology or do you just see in your forensic world things being the same
2: I think um, it will depend on client because I know some clients have called me and, and, and I'm like, hey, well, let's meet on Teams. And they're like, no, I want to meet in person. Like, definitely. And so I've gone to board meetings in person before we were really opened up. And, you know, people sat in a circle away from each other. So I think some clients will still want in persons. If, even if you can do it by like, how oh, we're doing it right now. They'll, they'll push for that. And we'll accommodate that. Some people you might be able to save time and be like, well, let's just have a quick, you know, call visual and they'll do it. Um, I think, but I think people's sensitivity is, some people are very sensitive to it. So I think in six months, you, so if you have people walking around with masks, you'll still feel awkward if you don't have a mask on and somebody else does. I in mean, six months, yeah, like, six
0: months, that's a long stretch to, to live. This is a new yeah. way of
2: life. Yeah, I think at that point, there may be a lift of like, hey, COVID is not a scare anymore. Um, so you can go back to life as normal, you know, normal, and you know
0: just be safe it's really interesting because last time we met i I started talking about the virus and we went to employees and economy and now i'm trying to talk about employees and economy and we keeps going back to virus it's i'm noticing that in the conversation that it is dominating our life because we're living in it so deep so so uh so that's it let's um let's put this podcast out there and i'll uh, uh we'll see what the world thinks and we'll take some suggestions and uh and we'll uh, we'll check. We'll maybe do another one in a few months and, and do a check-in. So uh, you'll be surprised. Yeah, yeah. There was one answer you said that was very different than the first one. So I'm going to stitch those what? together, and, yeah. and you're going to hear it. It's well, great. I put I,
2: I put the, the disclaimer like Frank wouldn't share my answers with me. So, <laughs> exactly <but> right. I, <laughs> of course not. I I, um, I I think I I think I pretty said it's pretty. No, the one that you <laughs> <laughs> said,
0: the one you talked about was the remote. You're like, no, <laughs> it's not it. Nope, nope, nope. Remote is not going to work. I said that yeah, you were you really kind of like, it's <laughs> only good for the exemplary employees. I don't see it working. So I'll put them together well, you'll, hear, right. you'll hear you'll hear you will hear. You were very different minded about it and i'm glad i, I got that because because that's the world you know that you what you did is no different than what everyone would say and that's the beauty of uh of that part of the podcast so so let's say let's end it right there let you get back to your kids and work and uh i'll uh i'll be in touch i'll let you know when it's uh, when it's live
2: all right that sounds good all
0: right take care of yourself be good all right scott thanks for calling all right talk to you right. later bye Constructing This is an original podcast brought to you by Engineering Express. It's hosted, recorded, mixed, and arranged by me,
2: Frank Bernardo.